my I'll money. Because I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Kajillionaire off my successful podcast. Here. Yeah, okay, so basically Jenna. this is like you filling out the accidental death of your wife to do it. You might accidentally die. How much does it work? <laughs> it's thirteen dollars a month. You're gonna go ahead really and fill it out. It says joint and spouse, thirteen dollars. Yeah, cool. we might as well do it. Take somebody fucking dies here. episode of the corner and the casual in your corner as always extra medium mike along with my exuberant co-host exuberant there you go. i was gonna stay esteemed colleague but i'll take exuberant co-host esteemed colleague good too hell yeah so uh, what up bro just uh, watching these boxing matches right now um we finished the first one tommy fury versus a very lopsided matchup what, Andrew Taylor? Was that his name? Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor. He was 7-5 in MMA, 0-1 in boxing, and now he's 0-2 in boxing. Yep. Uh, yeah, it looked like, if you've ever watched boxing and the people coming up, it looked like a guy with two fights versus a guy with six fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's exactly what it is. I think people are putting a lot of pressure on motherfuckers to look like Floyd Mayweather, you know, when they only have six fights. You know what I'm saying? Like... We got fucking Jake Paul f- trying to fight everybody in the world, but he's only got three fights, man. So Which, we were actually pro- talking about Jake Paul's shorts a minute ago. Oh, yeah, breaking. We haven't seen him yet, so we'll get you updated on this as we go through the night. But uh, apparently, Jake Paul's shorts are an LCD screen. Which but, is fucking genius, to be honest. I mean... If you're a sponsor, that's a fucking wet dream. Well, right I remember there. he's gonna have raising cra- raising canes going across his ass on an LCD screen when he fights. Right, I remember whenever Flick was fighting fighting regionally, he always had issues with sponsor placements on shorts. You know, had to figure that shit out sizes, placement, and shit. And the sticker would be falling off his yeah. shit. I remember one fight, dude. I had to like peel off a fucking sponsor because the shit was coming off of his shorts. Damn. That's crazy, though, and now fucking, here Jake Paul is fucking... I mean, just wear a TV, fool yeah. shit. Why didn't we do this before? He's like, you fucking idiots, it's clear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a difference between a YouTube star getting sponsors and some kid from Oklahoma, so... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the big things happen whenever you walk up to the scales of the box of Raising Canes. Huh, right? I mean, I love Raising Canes. Bro, I, I, to be fair, though, like, and I know I'm going to catch some fucking heat for this, dude. I like Zagsby's better. Dude, I wasn't a fan of Zaxby's, bro. There's something about Canes that it's like... I know Zaxby's is more like commercialized and shit, but like Canes... Look, this is what I always tell Jenna when we go out and eat. Like, if you go to order something and the menu's really small and they only do like a couple things, usually those couple things are fucking like out of this world good. You know what I mean? If they do one thing and like, you know, whatever, specialize in that shit, it's usually really good. And that's what it is with Canes. That's the whole one love thing, you know, mm-hmm. like chicken strips. Blah, blah, blah. They're fucking best chicken strips in my opinion. I love But, that. hey, the chicken wings at Zagsby's are fucking good, bro. See, I'm not... No, I'm anyway, not really you're, you're talking about chicken right. and shit. Like, right. I'm getting sidetracked. Let's talk about the fights last night at UFC. Yeah, Let's recap those, there's, dude. There's some good fights. Um, how do you want to open it? Because I didn't watch the first... Probably five fights. Okay, well, I'll talk about the first fight that I've seen that that is significant in my mind. Jamal Emmers versus Pat Sabatini. This is the only one that I missed live that I rewatched this morning. Yeah, so basically Jamal Emmers decided to play the leg lock game with a black belt at a Henzo Gracie camp. And And lost nasty. And I am assuming... I'll say ACL, maybe LCL too. One of something with a CL in it got fucking <laughs> tor- got torn in half, dude. Because yeah, he went nasty. to screaming and rolling, and yeah, it was ugly, man. I mean, you gotta fucking you can't play those leg lock. The, the leg lock game is dangerous. Well, that's man. that's the like as somebody that has never trained before, 
I've heard from people that have trained, they'll be like, we don't even teach leg locks until you're like a brown belt or something. Yeah, shit. dude, because it's real easy to accidentally fuck somebody off and then they need surgery and then they're out for six months and right. shit. It's a, dude, knees are a fist, you know, it, it's weird, dude, because like I tore my knee. My right, like, my meniscus and shit, just defending a takedown, dude. Like, fucking, and all I did was just, my foot was planted in the ground. I didn't do any, like, you know, explosive movement or nothing. And I felt it. It, was, it literally was like, pop. Yep, and my, I fucking blew my ACL completely in half, crashing a bicycle in Ooh. seventh grade. Oh, shit. Yeah, compl- I mean, severed it in half. My doctor said that I, I broke a piece of my tibia off that was like paper thin, but it was razor sharp. And the point of impact, it launched it into my ACL and just cut it right in half. Could you imagine, though, like you got a dude cranking on it and you know that that's inevitable if he gets it and you're fighting everything you can to stop it and then you don't stop it? (laughs) That's like one thing that terrifies me about like getting in a gym and rolling and shit is like blowing out my knee. Like that's my biggest fear to, to step into a fucking... Any sort of training. Well, situation. that's right. You're supposed to ease into it. I doubt you get into that situation right off the bat. Right. No, of course. But I mean, for me though, like when I go back to training and shit, dude, I always kind of like get right back into the heat of it, and I'm yeah. out of shape. And that's how I got hurt the last couple times. It's oh, like yeah. I fucking come in out of shape and then want to go spar or roll real hard and shit right. and fuck myself up. But my dude, biggest my phone's is- listening to me, bro. It just told me. Your body needs energy. You have an exercise in 95 days. Oh, shit. No, this thing don't know. This is the home workout yeah. app. I downloaded it a long time. No, Fuck off, it. man. Why is it listening to me? I don't like that. Well, my biggest thing, though, about the knees is uh, I've got a fucking screw in my knee. So, like, if I, sometimes if I step on it wrong, dude, I'm fucking... I'm limping for, like, a week or two at least. Yeah. So, like... Anything can happen, dude. Just to just to put this out there, you know, because I know one of our biggest fans is Jimmy the Brick Flick. Flick submitted Emmers years ago in a jiu-jitsu tournament with an inverted triangle. So his no shit. His jiu-jitsu, yeah. That is like a featherweight. Yeah, he fights a featherweight. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but Flick's fucking dude, that. <laughs> well, I know. That's that motherfucker blow up like a toad, bro. Yeah, he, if it's a jiu-jitsu tournament, he's walking he was, around at like two hundo right now. Yeah, dude, two ten, two twenty. Yeah. yeah, depends on if he's double fisted or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think he ate two donuts last time I talked to him on the phone. <laughs> nah, um, like his voice has gained weight, bro. Yeah, all his bees sound really like. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. I was just fucking around. He ain't nowhere near that big. We love you, man. Nah, <laughs> not not over two hundred one. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, Jamal Emmer's man got his knee torn, dude. Hopefully he has a fast recovery because it was fucking nasty. Um, it, the other fights on the uh, prelims worth you know taking note of. Sam Alvey won a decision, and you know it was a close fight. It wasn't very exciting. Now that dude's a dog, though. Like yeah. if you play him in the cage, like he's he's gonna fight the full time. I mean, he's a journeyman, bro. 33-16, one and one is his yeah, record, dude. That's a guy sure. who does nothing but fight. And I told you last night, but when I watched whenever he was like walking into the ring or whatever and his wife's in his corner and he Always. stops and gives her a kiss and I was like, that's the sweetest shit I've ever seen on a UFC card. Yeah, because she knows she's about to get that monkey handled like, right that night, dude. A dime, bro. And she like, probably, dude, are you kidding gray me? Gray hair? After dude, fight night? Dude, after fight night, dude, I'll smile at Sam and probably puts the little smack down on that. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. for sure. You can talk about the adrenaline and beating up a man, dude. She's probably like, get this thing. <laughs> and she deserves it. Yeah. She gave him four kids. I'm sure she works hard. She's She trains jujitsu and shit, too, with him, so... Uh-huh. Good on, so she got a tight triangle. Oh. Anyway. All right. Alright, so uh Dustin Jacoby got the uh knockout over Darren Stewart, which I wanna say, man, Darren Stewart is a banger, bro, but he's been fighting at two oh five now. And the only way he he used to fight at one seventy. And the only time I've ever seen a dude like go from 170 to 205 and have success was Rumble Johnson, dude. And I think Darren Stewart's fighting heavy because he don't want to cut the fucking weight no more, and it kind of shows. Yeah. And he got done up. And then we got um, Abdul Razak Hassan with a fucking 17 second head kick knockout. What a fucking kick, dude! Yeah, over Alessio Di Chikiro. Yeah, which dude, was, that shit was insane. Yeah, it was like, nasty. Just the timing on it, the placement, it was just all. It was all power. Yep. 
Yeah, it was beautiful. And moving on to the main card, uh, Gerald Mercer got a first round run and a choke over a dude who I thought was going to come in and dominate. That's what I thought too. Mercer, another one of them journeymen who's just a beast. Why don't we book him versus Sam Alvey? Gerald Mercer, yeah, Sam Alvey. I mean, why not? That's a good one. Both like middleweights. It. I like it. Both with crazy records. Well, Sam Alvey did say before his fight, though, that if he won this fight, that it gave him the right to call out the champ, Izzy. <laughs> I was like, I mean, <laughs> obviously slow not. Slow down, bro. Yeah. You just beat a fucking prelim he, guy. He's a funny guy, though, because he knows just as well as we do. Like <laughs> that ain't the move to make for nobody. But right, you know, he's got he's got some he jokes up the sleeve. Yeah, it's like calm down with Dude, that shit. Are dogs in here. I don't know, man. <laughs> One of them's being good though. Lambo's always good, except for whenever he's dying at the doggy door. Now, Lambo's my wiener dog. He's a, he's a good dog, dude. He is. I love Lambo. He's a bit of a dick. Sometimes I call him Dick Dastardly. Tika's a good dog, too, but you hate her. This fucking dog, man. She ate a whole pumpkin roll the other day, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll right after I said, though, like, she's listen, a good dog. Listen, this bitch hopped up on the counter, dude, and, like, ate a fucking, like, I guess it'd be like the equivalent of eating a whole cake. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably one of those things where you were like coming home from work and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna Dude, fuck that pumpkin roll. I had up. one slither of that thing and nobody <laughs> else had a piece of it at all. Mm-hmm. So she ate probably like a thousand calories of fucking pumpkin roll. Was she like useless for the rest of the day? Like just that, laying around? Dude, like... that bitch stayed the fuck away from me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Come on, you gotta you go though. Catch dude. that ass whooping, dude. You're over here on these fucking cords. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Um, Kevin Lee got beat up by Daniel Rodriguez because he fucking thinks he's a stud. And he's just, I mean, I don't know. That's like one of the worst. Is it time to give up on Kevin Lee is the thing I saw. And it's just like, I think so. Like, he's lost four out of five. If he would have fucking stayed at Lightweight, why did he move up? Because he was tiny compared to Daniel Rodriguez. And every time he took a shot, Daniel was using his fucking weight against him, dude. Like. And at the weigh-ins, Kevin Lee stares him up and down and says, Little. Like, yeah, right, dude. To me, to me, that just says, Oh, fuck, this dude's way bigger than I thought. Right. Like, that's, like, that's what I was thinking, you know. And, man, Kevin Lee just... It just looked like Daniel was on his game, dude. His Muay Thai was good. He was chopping at the leg. He was defending the takedown good. And if Kevin did get him down, he was on his way back up, and Kevin couldn't hold him there. Dude, man. he was... Uh, literally, I told you last night, I was like, he just pulled a Derek Lewis and just stood up. <laughs> Literally, that's uh, he was, he was just so much stronger. Kevin was showed. on his back at one point, dude, and and Daniel just like rolled over, popped out, and was in his guard. I was like, yeah, like, dude, it made it look so easy. He like, really kind of big brothered him. He really did. You know what I mean? Hundred yeah, percent. Like was, if if me and Makai got out here wrestling out in the hmm. front front yard or something, that, that's about what you could expect from that fight. <laughs> right. Alright, so uh, Ultimate Fighter finale at Bantamweight. Ricky Tercios is the new Ultimate Fighter. For the Bantamweight? Bantamweight. Yes, dude. I'm a big fan, dude. I think Ricky's got every all the pieces there to make a fucking star. Listen, dude. That dude brings the fight. He brings the <laughs> and he's fight. he's not afraid of nobody. I, he ain't afraid of Ngannou. I, I just like that energy when fighters fight with that like fucking kill instinct in them. It's just like they're just wild men. Obviously, he's technical and he's good, but yeah. he's more of a. It's like the, you can kind of see the people that are fighters and the people that are athletes. Like he's a fighter, bro. Yeah. Like he he's in there to fucking hurt somebody, and I love it, dude. That's what I want to see when I watch the fights. And that's great for the, these smaller weight classes, dude, because. Everybody wants to say that they're boring. That they don't Listen, dude, there's a ton of good matchups at 35. 35's got to be the most stacked division in the UFC. Stacked, if you I ask me. I love 35. This is pro- honestly, right now, it's probably one of my favorite divisions. Really, because there's guys there that aren't even ranked that are just absolute fucking killers, man. Like, 35 is stacked. So stacked. I mean, think about it, dude. Sean O'Malley's a 35er, and he's not even ranked, right? No. And like he's like a superstar. Honestly, bro. he probably won't ever be ranked. Let's see. Let's see. Since we're on this subject, I want to see Miles John versus Sean O'Malley. I love it. I would love it. But Sean. But the thing is, kind of went, it won't happen because the, those are two dudes that they will fight one day. Yeah. But not till they're fighting for big bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's gonna because you know what I mean. That's that, what Sean said. He's like, I get paid the same whether I'm fighting unranked or ranked. He's like, why wouldn't I want the easy? I know. Fight? And listen. 
he caught flack for that shit, but he's a hundred percent right, it. dude. He's I agree. because that's what people don't realize is behind the scenes, like his team and all these people, like yeah, the fans want to see you take fucking Frankie Edgar and blah blah blah. But right. why would you fight Frankie Edgar for fourteen grand? Exactly, yeah, I get it. Like, why the fuck would you do that, dude? You know what I mean? For fourteen and fourteen, when you know that if you're not fighting out your fucking rookie four fight contract, you can that's a hundred thousand, that's a two hundred thousand dollar fight. Like why what the fuck exactly. are you doing? Exactly. Because I was like, no matter what, how much is Frankie getting paid? Four hundred K, eight hundred K? Listen, dude, I do me and Flick had these conversations a lot, dude. It was like we wanna fight dudes who are unranked, easy, you know, quote you know, quotations, what? easy fights. Because you wanna yeah. get paid, dude. Yeah. You wanna get that you're you're not gonna get a bigger check for a harder opponent. Yeah. Absolutely. Not not until you've been there for a while and, and renegotiated better contracts. It's all about the contract you've negotiated. Yep. So it's like fucking, you know, you're not going to negotiate at the start of every fight because the UFC is not stupid. They're not signing one fight deals to dudes. No. That's why they lock dudes down for these. It's like four fight minimum, it seems like. Yeah, unless you're a superstar. Yeah. Jorge Masvidal got locked down for like 12. No shit. Like 10 or 12 fights. Yes. Yeah, On his last renegotiation? I'm pretty sure it was like 10 fights or something. Eight or 10 Man, fights. Man, dude. It was like, with that kind of superstardom, I would only want to fight or sign a one Listen, fight. Contract. I don't know the details of all that shit, so don't like, forgive me if I'm like speaking, you know. I mean, but, but don't you agree? As a superstar that like that, you know, one fight contract. Every contract. You would want to, but you can't do I mean, it's just not going to yeah. happen, man. That's why, like, so look at the NFL, right? Like, a lot of these, like, journeymen, I guess you could say, in the NFL are kind of like, like, they were stars at one point, and now they're still valuable to a team. But what they'll do is they'll go to a team and they'll sign a one-year deal for some you know good money, whatever, get their money, and then they have the option of either maybe re-signing if they had a really good year with that team, or going somewhere else and signing another year in like right. a, almost like a prove-it contract. Right. But like with Jorge Masvidal, he's with a good management team. He's with Monkey Kawa and then like okay. first-round management. Right. So it's like. Do they have a clause in there where they can renegotiate if certain points are hit on pay-per-view or if certain numbers are met or expectations are met? I don't know. I, right. I don't know the details of it, but I think a lot of it has to do with just like the UFC locking them down. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know what Conor McGregor's contract is, but do you think the UFC's going you know, to let that fool go? Hell no. Fuck no, dude. Like, like a hundred million fight contract. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't fucking co-promote with him and shit, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we got way off on a tangent. We did, but, but I mean it's fun. Keep it fresh. Just saying. So, but back to Tercios. Give the man a spotlight. There's a lot of great matchups for him at 35. There's a lot of really fun fights that you can see out here. 100. percent I'm a fan of that guy. I'm excited for his next fight. And to be honest, I'm so glad that he beat that guy. I was hoping that he was gonna knock that dude out. And give him some props to Brady Heinstein. Yeah. That dude fucking came to fight. Dude. Yeah, like, he, did. he was. I just don't like his face. Yeah. Something about his face, and I'm like. He's got a fucking stupid face. He's got a stupid face. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Uh, the co-main event was the uh, middleweight finale for the Ultimate Fighter. Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbina. And uh, Brian Battle got it by a second round submission. Rear naked choke. I would be way more excited about this fight if Trayshawn Jones was it? I think it's Gord. Gorshawn okay. Gord. Well, uh, the guy that had a pull out because he got injured would have been fighting because I don't think that old dude would have beat Trayshawn so easily. I think what would it have hurt to delay it a little bit and wait on him? Yeah, I mean, I mean, nobody really well, cares about the ultimate fight. Speaking of delaying it, I said it last night. I was like, why are these guys not fighting on the on the main card for their coach's fight? That's literally what the fucking ultimate fighter was found on. Like, it's because it's not... It, it's. It's oversaturated, bro. It's like it's it's so like. As a casual fan, though, I was so disappointed because I would have rather waited, and you could even put them on the fucking uh, featured bout on the prelims and have the middleweights open up the main or something like that. If you yeah. wanted to do it like that on the fucking pay per view for their coaches, I would have waited for it. They're fighting what at the end of September. And they okay. don't, like, stop with the stupid trophy. Like, if you wanted to make it a big deal, like, make it something cool, like, you know, like, yeah. a car. Like, even though how, like, not going to be great for them, 
But as fans watching it, when you see somebody get something dope or something like, yeah. just to, just imagine if the Ultimate Fighter was crowned and they're like, boom, they throw a fat ass chain on you and give you a pimp cup yeah, and a bottle dude. of Dom Perignon and be like, hey, there's your new fucking Rolls Royce. You know, they're exactly, like, oh bro. That, shit, that son. would be dope. I'm down with that idea, but mainly from an old school, tough watch fan, yeah. I fucking don't understand why they separated the championship from the actual championship fight of the coaches. Yeah, and then I don't like how they're having fill-ins and shit. Because I remember yeah. one season, dude, they had fucking a fill-in. You know what they did? They called them dudes back and had them come fight in the gym. Dude, Tim Crater had to fight C.B. Dalloway in the fucking gym no shit. to figure out who's going to go fight at the finale to be like, because they needed to replace somebody who was not going to make it. So right. it was like, hey, these two dudes are going to come in. They're going to fist fight each other to earn <laughs> that fucking spot. That's what it like should be. Backyard though. brawls at that point. <laughs> well, I mean, it was probably like season six, whatever season right. Tim Crater and CB Dalloway were on. I guess you could look that up. Yeah. But I'm just saying, man. Like, I don't like how they just like having fill-ins for a finale. Yeah, it was very disappointing. I'm glad the guy won who was supposed to win, but right. it's like it's kind of is well, it real? Said that it's like a fucking asterisk next to his win now exactly Trayshawn's gonna get a shot Dana already said that you know he's exciting and that's one fight that I was really looking forward to so whenever he got injured I was pretty bummed out and what a lot of people don't realize is all them dudes are getting signed oh yeah for sure because they're all dogs so that's what I'm getting at is what's what's great about winning it I know you're gonna get a little bonus gonna shit but like and show us show time. us the fans like why it's worth it to watch somebody go all the way and win it. Because it doesn't look like they, you know, like, yeah, dude, like, they just went and won the Ultimate Fighter, but if you ain't even paying attention, nobody gives a fuck, really. You know what I mean? So, like, make it special. Man, I was trying to, I wanted it to be special, and I watched, like, the first four, five episodes, maybe, but there's probably five episodes that I didn't watch. And now that everything's happened, I'm not going to go back and watch them. Like, I don't care. They're going to have to step it way up if right. they want it to work. Yeah. Alright, moving on. Main event, Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikadze. What a dude. fucking main event, dude. It was an exciting fight. I, dude, I can't believe Giga, dude. That dude's the real fucking deal, man. Legit. You put out Edson Barbosa, you're legit. So he called out Max Holloway, so... Good on him, dude. I mean, I like these guys that are up and coming and calling out Max because he's not holding a strap, so there's nothing stopping him from fighting these guys. He might as well be holding a strap. Yeah, I mean, he really should. Saying, but I don't think he lost either fight. To no, you're 100% but. right, but right now he's not going to fight the champ. And, well, dude, and, honestly, losing the belt might have been the best thing to happen to Max because yeah. now he can negotiate super fights and shit. So, yeah. Giga Chikadze is not going to fight No, Max. for sure. He's going to fight either Yair or fucking, I don't know, maybe the zombie or something like that. It would be a big not fight. Are Yair versus Max? Wasn't they supposed to fight? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll fight Yair. Okay. Dude, I don't know what is wrong with Yair Rodriguez. That dude is always pulling well, out fights. Well, let's finish off the main fucking... Uh, yeah, so Giga, Giga by TKO in the third. In the third. And not only TKO, he put him out like twice in a row because he put him out once and he was just on his bicycle, you know, mm-hmm. fell down, gave gave Edson a minute to kind of recover. And he said, fuck this, got up, stood back up, and then finished him again. Yeah, bro, he put the stamp on him. The ref saved him from getting, yeah. from getting put out cold. Yeah, he was done. He was done after the first one. It could have been called up for the first rock, and I wouldn't have been mad. Word. It, it was a good fight. It was. It was good, man. But all right, man, let's um, let's go get caught up on some boxing and shit. Yeah, well, we're going to go check these bo- this boxing card and hang out for a minute. We're going to come back, record some more. We'll update you probably after the main event. We don't know yet, so we're uh, kind of playing it by ear. Shout out to the sponsor, Panerai Tulsa. Uh, we'll be back. All right, actually. It's going to fucking work. Cool. I was worried because sometimes I fucking... If this thing goes into screensaver mode, whenever I try to come back to start recording, it won't fucking work. Because I have an old fucking laptop that needs to be replaced. If anybody's uh, trying to sponsor this one, just hit us up. Mike is uh, going to return shortly. And we're back. We're not going to bother you with any of the, the drama that Mike's dealing with right now. He keeps sighing, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I say he just needs to put his phone down. <laughs> right. I hate it though. Whenever you're trying to talk to somebody via text and it's just like constant like eye roll the whole time. <laughs> you mean, dude, hold on. Just give me one second. You're good, bro. Doesn't cause me like fucking. T- they need to get over themselves, quit fighting. There's no woman without water right now. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it, man? Like, fuck, throw some money down. Y'all want to hire a plumber? Don't you go? Don't you just love though? Like whenever like random stress pops up. Dude, out of nowhere, bro. Out of I was nowhere. doing good, bro. You was having a good ass yeah, night. Yeah, man. All, this, all of a sudden, this shit. Fucking wrecked my vibe. Ah, damn. Fucking bone anyway. The fucking boxing matches have been fire, dude. Fucking awesome, dude. Two bangers back to back. I feel bad because I don't even really know the dudes. Oh, no. So, Montana Love. Yes. With knockout over a dude named Borchak. Great fight, dude. Dude. The whole time. Hell of a scrap. They both fucking rocked each other pretty good. And credit to the Borchaks, dude. Corner, man, for knowing when this guy was done, man. Because, like, he was in the corner and his... And, like, he wanted to keep fighting, you could tell, but he... His coach was like, nah, and started tearing the fucking teeth off, or the uh, tape off of his gloves with his teeth. Right. That was done. So, that was a badass fight, and then the, the next one, right after, one round. What yeah. was the dude's name? Uh, Daniel Dubois. There you go. From London, I believe. England. Um, first round, fucking sat him down, not once, not twice, but three times. So, that was called after the third drop. And the dude was giving it every bit of the full 10 seconds before he'd stand up. And the ref kept giving it to him the two times that he gave him the count. Which you might could say either way. You know. Well, the... What was his name? He had a really cool... Giuseppe Casam... I mean, it was yeah, like the it most... It was a cool name, I remember. Yeah, it was the most Italian name you could ever have. But every time dude would drop him, like, he would... You know, he would get up, and he would try his best to fire off the ropes to keep him off of him, but Daniel Dubois is just all over him. But yeah, we're in, we're in between, like, a little break here, because they got the co-main coming up, and then we're going we're gonna to watch the main, and then come back and update everybody. It's kind of funny, way. though, because co-main is a women's fight, and we're just like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll record during this. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> is that, that is kind of They're just racist. anticlimactic. Dude, I've been trying to look up the name of this movie where Damon Wayans plays a boxer. It's The Great White Hype. The Great White Hype. The Great White Hype, dude. That is a movie from 1996 starring Damon Wayans and Samuel L. Jackson and fucking Woody Harrelson, bro. And it is a banger. One of those movies, though, that you probably wouldn't be able to create today. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, maybe, because you would be, like, fucking offending people constantly and shit, so... I don't know. I'm gonna watch it, though, and put it on the Oh, it's not... Oh, what was the white dude I said? I had the wrong white guy. You said Woody Harrelson? I said Woody. I was thinking white men can't jump. See, is that racist? Probably. I confused. All white guys look the same. I mean, all... Anyway, so it was Peter Berg. (laughs) I don't even know who the fuck that is. This guy. So basically, okay, like, okay, okay. he played story. on fucking basketball. He was like squid in basketball. Was that the guy? I think so. No, that wasn't him. Dude. I think so, dude. And his name is Squeak, by the Squeak, way. Squeak, yeah, you're right. But uh, no, dude. All right, so like the story is like the champ is Damon Wayans, and he's just had this great career, and nobody can beat him, and like he's just fucking out of shape and fat, and like he lost. He lost one fight when he was an amateur to this white dude named Terry Conklin. And they're like, so as the promoter's like, well, let's fucking, you know, hype this guy up. Like, he's the next big thing. He's going to be the white dude to knock out the champ. And it was like a big sell. And, like, the champ comes into the fight fucking all fat and shit. And, like, the great white hype is in great shape. Fucking everybody's like, yeah, you've already beat him before. You can do it again. He goes and gets knocked the fuck out by a fat, <laughs> out of shape champ, dude. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I love it, dude. You were, you were talking about that because of the situation was. Because Jake Paul's Jake the Paul great white hype, yeah, bro. He is, dude. <laughs> and it's like, but what happens though if Jake goes out here and just gets starched? I think he does. I think he wins this one. I don't think that. I mean, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it is a lot different, but I mean, just in a realm of what ifs. What if he goes out here and gets starched? What are you going to do with Tyron? Nothing. Yeah. Nobody it's liked him whenever he was UFC champion UFC. 
Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but everybody loses if Jake loses. Yes. We as fans lose. But I mean, Jake loses obviously. What, what the most insane thing to me though is like I'm on Twitter and I follow a lot of MMA Twitter. Everybody in MMA Twitter fucking hates Jake Paul and they want Tyron to win. But I'm just like, why would you want him to win? I think it's more that they respect Tyron and that they, they don't want to be like I, the guy to be like, oh yeah, I kind of knew he was gonna get knocked or something. I'm you know? that guy. Uh, there's no shame in it. Every one of those polls where it's like, who do you who who you got winning? I'm like Jake Paul. It's like 27. percent I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> like everybody, like man, like one of the things that bothers me the most is the weight they're fighting at. They're fighting at 190 pounds. I mean, that just to me that just says that like Tyron's not going to be in the best shape and because he's Jake a 170. Huge compared to Tyron. Yeah, exactly. And Tyron, his fighting career in MMA. He was always the bigger guy. He was a yeah. 170-pound little fucking brick shithouse. Yeah. And he's a wrestler. A good wrestler. Very good wrestler. He has fucking tree stumps for legs. <laughs> and his booty thick. He has a really powerful right <laughs> hand, too. But, like, this ain't... You know, if he gets rocked, there's no double leg. Did, did you watch the face-to-face thing with Ariel and Jake and Yeah, see when he grabbed him cheeks. Yeah, I was laughing so hard, dude. Black dudes don't like gay shit, right? Because, well, what's really funny about that is part of MMA Twitter. They talk about how thick Woodley's ass is. Like, I've seen it all over before. <laughs> um, particularly whenever he fights. So Like, I mean, damn, man, look at that wagon on that boy. He could squat 500 pounds. <laughs> exactly. So Jake just pulled that straight from MMA Twitter and was like, the booty's thick. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I thought it was funny because, you know, Ariel's sitting there and he's so awkward whenever it starts getting dirty like that. Like, he doesn't know how to, like, process it or navigate it. Yeah. And he's just like, he just looks like a nerdy, like, Duke J. <laughs> he's a nerdy J standing nerdy there like, Jay. Uh, what do I do with my hands? And I don't know, he has like an overbite, didn't he? Or is an underbite? Kind of reminds me of like a dog. Um, Ariel? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Jake. Like, Jake. Yeah, he's got an underbite for sure. He does, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, Ariel <laughs> definitely got the little. He's, he's a hardcore Jake for sure. I fucking love Ariel, and I love independent Ariel. I'm, I'm loving everything that he's doing right now. Like, that guy is not missing. Now, his podcast, though, I'm not as thrilled about because I love the dynamic of DC and, and Helwani. Now, it's, now that he's back to the MMA hour, like, he's got guests coming on, which is cool and great and stuff, but, like, I'm missing that dy- dynamic that he had with DC. It's like, there's there's something missing right now to me because I wasn't a fan of the MMA hour before. I never really listened to it. Ariel, I mean, I like the guy, I guess. I'm just not, like, a fan, you know what I mean? I never really follow his stuff. He kind of seems like a little, I don't know. Kind of seems like a prick to me. A nerdy you know I mean? Like a nerdy fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just the vibe I get off of. I mean, you're probably right, but I like the guy. I like his analysis and shit. And like, he, he's kind of like, like you in a way because he'll bring in angles that I never really thought of before. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely a smart dude. Like I, I, like, I give him his props like for being, you know, kind of a pioneer in what he's doing, but... I just never been a fan of his personality. Really, he just kind of seems like a dick. Damn. Well, one of us here is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. We'll split the crowd on that one. Right. <laughs> Man, uh, did you hear about this uh, fucking hurricane hitting right now? Hurricane Ida. Yeah, like Mississippi, Louisiana area, right? Yeah, Tennessee. It's supposed to be Katrina on steroids. No shit. Yeah, I'm wondering how bad it's going to affect us here because you know this shit's coming, dude. Like, I keep seeing people on social media praying for that area, but I haven't seen many details about the actual storm or anything. So, How many prayers did it take to stop a hurricane? A bunch? A billion. A billion prayers? One billion. Hmm. No, no, no. It should be like, how many people are in China? If you're traveling 80 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you have to get everybody in China to pray to our God Ooh, in order for it to work. Our God. Yeah. So I have to switch religions and convert Hold to on. Christianity. Well, I, I say our God. I mean our nation's uh, recognized uh Uh-oh. Debate. Yeah. There's not, is there a number one? 
I mean, it's obvious. Right, so it? in China, they have to pray. All of them have to pray to Allah, and then we'll fucking. <laughs> it's like you have to get like three billion people to convert their religion, no matter what they are. They just have to start praying to a different god, and then it'll like hurricane stop. It'll unlock a cataclysmic fucking key lock in the in the in the multiverse, and everything will line up, and everything will be perfect, and we'll be living in fucking. This is one of the government-made hurricanes to distract us from what's really going on in Afghanistan. Oh, conspiracy. Yeah. Hot take. Uh-oh. <laughs> Fucking Joe Biden sent that hurricane, bro. Man, the, the saddest thing... Ida was his girlfriend. The saddest thing to me about what's going on in Af- Afghanistan right now is all the soldiers that died. I, I just... For some reason, their age just kind of hit me because I'm, all, I'm older than most of them, all except for one soldier who was 31 years old. The rest of them were between 20 and 25, and I just, I was trying to, like, put myself, like, in my 20-year-old mindset and be like, could you imagine being in a fucking shithole on the other side of the fucking earth, and all of a sudden you get blown up, and that's where you fucking die? Yeah. Like, for some reason, I just, I was, I was pondering that earlier, and it really sucked. Yeah, it would really suck. But, I mean, that's kind of what the Marines... To do, you know, they come out at eighteen and they go fucking, you know, be very true machines. And Marines are always the first ones on the ground, and they're fucking, you know, they're the baddest motherfuckers in the world, you know. Oh, but that that is very true. It sucks that you know they had to die because of the failures of other people. But it's like, it is what it is. I just feel like I've hit that age now where I'm older than a lot of, like. Marines, service people, but I'm also older than a lot of fucking sports players. players. Yeah, doesn't that suck, dude? When you're watching them, and now you can call them, man, that kid's a good running back in the NFL. Like, damn, I'm starting to feel old, dude. Bro, because like when I watch like NFL games, I remember watching them as a kid and like looking up to these guys. Now, now I'm watching them. Like, yeah, that kid went to this high school. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. Right. Oh, Grandpa did, and I stand up and grab my back. I'm like, oh, fuck. You stand up, and both your knees are popping. Yeah, this sounds like I just fucking, you know, snap, crackle, and popped. Exactly. And fart and walk off. Yeah, I mean, do you know uh, they didn't test uh, any, they, they didn't know drug testing for this uh, Woodley and Jake Paul fight? Mm, are you sure? Because well, Jake said say, in the face-to-face, like, with did. Ariel. They like, independent testing with somebody, but... Well, I've been reading that they weren't testing, like no athletic well, commissions. Tyron was calling out Jake because of the zits on his face. He's like, "Are you on PEDs?" And he's, Jake was like, "Well, we're getting drug tested, aren't we?" So because of zits, yeah, that's what Tyron was saying. He's like, "You got all that acne on your face. You doing PEDs?" Well, I mean, that sounds like somebody who's done PEDs before. <laughs> I, dude, I never fucking knew that. Yeah, like, me neither. Me? Apparently, it's a, it's a sign of PED use. He's like, nah, bro, I just got a greasy face. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's up. like, I just like, turned Well, thanks 20. for pointing out my fucking acne, uh, I just turned 21 last week, bro. This is still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think Tyron's like, like a, a black dude. I don't, know, I don't think I've rarely seen black people with acne. I mean, you've seen a, I've seen a couple, but like... It's hmm. not prominent. They usually have pretty good skin. Yeah, dude. Well, because they take care of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm well, they have, have to or else like, they get ashy, bro. That's what I'm saying. Black <laughs> people take care of their hair and skin because they dry the fuck up, man. Yeah. If they don't, like... Me, dude, I feel like I could scrape fucking butter off my forehead sometimes. Yeah, like, Jesus for real. Christ, man. I've never had a fucking moisture issue, except for, like, excessive moisture. Maybe. <laughs> too moist. Yeah, fucking too moist. You know, they, uh, black people say we smell like wet dogs, too. That we smell like wet dogs? Yeah, white people smell like wet dogs. That's fucking racist, bro. Well, yeah, it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they say. They say white people smell like a wet dog. Jesus Christ, man. You never heard that? No, man, my my feelings are kind of hurt right now. <laughs> well, you can't smell it, you're white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. And this is kind of uh, like your fucking whole avocado smell like dicks thing. Apparently it does, but speaking of avocados... Bullshit, dude. Like, it doesn't smell like my dick. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, that. you got down there and smelled it lately? No, nah, but I mean, Jen, we had Jenna smell the avocados. <laughs> We did. I did a Pepsi challenge, dude. I made her close her eyes, and I pulled my dick out and held an avocado. <laughs> one hand was the avocado, one hand was my dick, and I rubbed both of them on the tip of her nose. And I said, "Now which is which?" 
And, and she, she was able to differentiate. Yeah. Maybe you just got a smelly cock, bro. No, dude. <laughs> She's like, that's definitely avocado. And then she took a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And I was like, ding, 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 you're the winner. And we got tortilla chips and made guac. Hell yeah. Well, now I, feel, I was about to give her a shout out for that delicious ass guac that she made, but now I feel like it might have been the same avocado. <laughs> yeah, this is like right up there with your dick. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, that's how we smush it real good. I just. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> God damn it. That's fresh smushed fucking hey, man. wiener did, avocado. Did you see that Tiago Santos is about to be a dad? Um, no, I didn't. Okay, well, who's his girlfriend? She's a fighter, right? Uh, Yana Konitska. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. And she just fought like a month ago. Ugh, so she was pregnant when she fought? There's speculation on MMA Twitter that she was. It has not been confirmed, but it raises the question, does the UFC do a pregnancy test for their fighters? They, women do have to get pregnancy tests. They do? They do, oh, yes. Okay. All women fighters have to get pregnancy tests. Right. Well, they, they have. Like, every regional event I've had, like, been a part of and seen when they do drug tests and shit, women yeah. fighters have to do pregnancy tests. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense, but there was a lot of speculation that she was fighting while she was pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you would think. In the UFC, I don't know, but I've seen it happen in regional. I've seen LFA do it. Like, I've seen them, yeah. Should I bleep that out because... Uh, I mean, you can, but I get, well, that organization, though, I mean, it's no knock on them. They're doing their due diligence. They tested all their female fighters. Test came back negative, so. Well, yeah, I'm assuming, because Vanessa Demopoulos was one of them. This was in Dallas, and she just fought on the UFC card the other night. Oh, yeah. Did she end up having the baby? No, she took a pregnancy test and wasn't pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Like, she she was tested. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that. She was one of the fighters there that was like, she was one of the female fighters. That's why they had to do pregnancy tests. Because whenever there's a female card or whatever, along with drug testing, they will do uh, pregnancy tests. I thought you were saying that she fought while she was pregnant and that the the, the promotion was allowing it. No, no, no. No promotional. I was that. confused. Yeah, okay. dude, talk about a way to fucking just hang yourself in the business. Yeah, dude. There's no sure. way they'll do that. Yeah, no. And I'm sure what's her face is like, pro- she wasn't pregnant. There's no way the UFC would let that go because then we're talking about the best of the best, and they have the most female fighters, obviously. Right. Speaking of female fighters, I just want to give a shout out to Emily Dakota from uh, Oklahoma City, dude. She's the new Invicta strawweight champ. With one of the nastiest fucking knockouts I've ever seen in a female fight. Was that the one where she like hit her she with that left hand? She stunned girl and she just, the girl froze up like halfway bent over and then she switch out, kicked though. to the head while she was still frozen and oh my goodness dude like yeah. that's like every fighter's dream right there because it was like that thing has bink bink and then you got views. a free head kick right there yeah. to just rip and she did and it was beautiful. Yeah, I was fucking... The girl she was fighting, Danielle Taylor, from what I understand, was a game opponent, so it was a good win for her. We've actually been on regional cards with Emily before and shit. She was actually a partner of uh, Sadino. Oh, nice. Okay. They trained out of the same camp and shit, but I believe she's from Oklahoma City. But, see, I didn't even know that. I saw that, that fight club or whatever. I retweeted. I reposted it, you know, but I didn't know that she was from OKC, so that's pretty dope. Hey, Makes she, me like it all the better. It was a beautiful knockout. Probably my f- favorite of women knockouts that I can think of, yeah. besides Amanda Nunes, Starch, and Cyborg. But. I don't know, man. I really love what Rose did to Jog, even though I'm a fan of Jog, oh, but yeah, that, that fucking head kick, man. The Rose! Yes. I think they just announced the rematch. They did, which is, I'm glad we brought this up because I saw <laughs> somebody post and was like, so we're just going to let Rose like fight everybody twice in a row because she's fought. Uh, Joanna twice in a row. She fought uh, the the girl that beat her the first time twice in a row. I can't remember her name. Um, shit. Carlos uh, Andrade. No, Jessica Andrade. She okay. fought her yeah. twice in a row. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, she's yeah. fighting Jean twice in a row. I just I thought it was funny though. But hey. that's what happens whenever you're like fighting a champion. Like you're fighting for a strap usually. Ah oh, yeah yeah. All so Joanna's strap. Uh, Jessica Andrade's strap. This is John Whaley's strap. She only gets the best of the best. You know. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's pretty cool. Good on her. I'm excited for that. I saw another fight announcement today that I just want to bring up because I just want to point one thing out. So they announced uh, Cody Durden versus Cody Durden, Aori Quailing or whatever, the Mongolian murderer. And I just want to say this, dude. Like, I've never seen a guy make up more excuses for why he lost a fight than Cody Durden (laughs) when he lost that fight against me. Holy shit, dude. He did an interview with Charles Jarrell. Of uh, in, inside MMA or MMA rounds, I can't. I, if I'm fucking butchering that, sorry, Charles. But uh, like he, it's just the guy. It's just like he won't let that go, dude. It's always something, dude. Like fucking my knee messed up here and there. Like he has it all broke down and when when the fight left him and this and that, he tore his knee. But like, bro, just take your L and yeah, shut bro. up, man. God damn. Yeah, he was like one of those. Yeah, he was running his mouth on Twitter and stuff. Then Flick beat him. Listen, dude. He I, went radio silent, and then whenever Flick retired, he he started yapping again. I was mowing the yard today, and I was thinking, what would happen if Cody Durden becomes a world champion? <laughs> <laughs> the Great White Hype is about to be remade. Dude, no. <laughs> It's going to bring Flick out of retirement. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, if that guy wins the belt, that, that better bring him out of retirement. <laughs> Same. Oh shit, it might. That's so funny. Is there anything more motivating than that turd winning a belt, dude? Like, jeez. Well, I, I told him, I told Flick, I was like, he's going to go out there and beat this guy who's 0-1 in UFC and what was it, 7 and something. Except not too great overall. You know, but Durden was like 10 no, and 2. No, 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 the guy he's fighting. The guy Durden's about to fight yeah. now? No, dude, that dude's like 22 and 8. Oh, I thought it was a bad record. <laughs> He lost his first fight in the UFC, and that was the first one he lost in eight fights. Oh, okay. And so he lost he lost a then. unanimous decision to uh, Jeff Molina, who well, comes out of James Krause's camp. And Jeff Molina came off of the Tuesday Night Contender Series as well. Well, I told Flick, I was like, Durden's going to go out there and beat him and then call you out on the mic. <laughs> he probably will. <coughs> like, seriously, dude, like he can't he, let go of that. Yeah, that's so funny, though. And I was like, I tweeted him. I was like, dude, you must be obsessed with Flick and like have like wet dreams about him or something, dude. Because like you won't give it up. No, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. That guy is fucking. Remember the kid from Tokyo Drift? The guy who played Sling Blade's homie Frank. He was the little kid in Sling Blade. Okay. And then he grew up, and then he played the kid in Tokyo Drift. And he's got that hardcore Southern right. accent. That's Cody Durden, bro. <laughs> That's Cody Durden. I'm telling you fucking... Hold on. I'm going to look this guy up and show you a picture of him, bro. And it's... <laughs> dude, it's the guy, dude. It's the like, guy. And his voice is like so fucking... Like Southern... <laughs> his name's Lewis Black. But hold on. This but dude. The Lewis Black. Lucas Black. Lucas. Okay. Lucas Black. There we go. Yeah, Lewis Black is a famous comedian. I think he's passed, but he had a dope ass fucking this uh, Comedy Central show. I wish I could just get like. Oh a, yeah, dude, that is Durden. Holy dude, shit. 100%, <laughs> right? I just need to hear his voice, dude. That's all I need to hear is I just, just need like. Find a clip. Yeah, dude, I want to hear that that hardcore fucking hick accent. And I wish he's like Carl, Carl, Carl. <laughs> Cause that was Sling Blade's name, right? It was Carl. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I like the biscuits with the mustard on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, like, the stepdad was a dick, made him get extra gravy and shit so he could beat up Carl. That's funny. Dude, did you see that that clip? I actually retweeted it. Is uh, There was an MMA match that was won via the walls of Jericho. Dude, yeah, I have seen that old <laughs> clip, dude. Which is hilarious because I used to put my little brother in the walls of Jericho all the time. So I know if you get to a point on their back, that shit fucking hurts. But it got me thinking. What if a motherfucker goes out there and just does a drop kick, dude, and knocks somebody out? Like, is that legal? Can you do that? 100%. You can just go out there, launch a fucking devil footed kick that motherfucker in the face yeah bro but what's gonna happen is that dude's gonna move and you're gonna fall flat on your back <laughs> like that's exactly what's gonna happen dude but the, the only time I've ever seen that happen is Showtime Pettis running off the wall and hitting that fucking flank the Showtime kick that's a little bit different though because that was coming at an angle I'm just talking about going straight out just fucking drop kick WWE style yeah I don't know if it was legal or not so 
But the Walls of Jericho shit was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, too. Well, we got about 49 minutes you don't uh, need recorded to right think now. Like you just a boy. You need to think about good thoughts while you're still a boy. Ain't plenty of time for all the other. Mm-hmm. Now here comes I've Cody. had a lot of bad thoughts since Daddy died. Sometimes I wish I was still real little and he was still here. We do, we do too, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think we pause it here, go watch this fucking main event real quick. We'll come back, give you a synopsis of what happened, how badass it was, whether I lost any money tonight or not. And uh, we'll see you in a few. Mm, Shout out yes, to the sponsor, Painter Rights, also Brandon Bitch and Mullet. Let's get that boat out, boy. Get that boat out, bro. <laughs> All right, we're back. Main event is done. And it was not as exciting as you were hoping. Not worth a pay-per-view buy, that's for sure. Yeah, well. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) First two rounds. I'm going to say, I'm going to own it. I did not buy that shit, dude. Like 87% (laughs) of you motherfuckers, we streamed it, okay? We saw a poll. I saw a poll on Twitter, and it was like, Kevin Holland posted it, and he's like, are you buying the pay-per-view or streaming it? And 87% of the people said they were streaming it. Why the fuck would you buy it? if It's, it's so easy to just stream it now. I mean, yeah. Come on, they're going to have to find another Extra Media Mike on Twitter if you want the uh, lowdown on how to do it. Right. <laughs> like, why would you do that? It's so much easier to Basically, stream. the first two rounds were pretty boring. Third and fourth round were the most exciting rounds of the whole fight. Both dudes were throwing. Jay got hit with a fucking pretty heavy shot that knocked him into the ropes. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I scored it six rounds to two for Jake. Yeah. And Tyron literally got on the mic after the fight and was like, it's laughable that a judge gave me two rounds. It's like, bro, America you didn't gave do you two shit, rounds. man. You didn't do anything. Which is why he lost, a, like, at least half of his last fights, you know? Like, he, he just wasn't active enough. Dude. That's like six fucking fights in a row for him that he's lost after releasing the I'll Whoop Your Ass song. So. Yeah. <laughs> for real, dude. That just tells Fuck me around. never release a song called I'll Whoop Your Ass if your job is whooping ass. Exactly. Jay got on the mic, very long-winded, and like said a bunch of stupid shit, in my opinion. He said that his, uh, he's like, my knees... Words or my it Well, that, but he's like, my, my legs felt weird since the locker room. And I'm like, bro, that's probably nerves. <laughs> Yeah, my legs were shaking. Yeah, because yeah. you're nervous as fuck, asshole. That's, yeah. No, he said my my legs felt weird. Uh, He's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then he got I on just, there talking about the bullies. Like, I used to be a bully. <laughs> I think it's crazy that Showtime throws on a main event with a, a guy who's 3-0 and and then a guy who's a debuter. But their co-main was like two legit boxing female legends who a girl and I'll admit that I never even knew about yep. who's fucking 41 1 and 1 and she was a legit I boxer mean, those girls put on a show Amanda yeah. Serrano by the way uh, took a decision against a Mercado I don't know her first name right off the top but so, there was a couple of things during that fight that I wanted to, to touch on was A the fucking that the girl that won her corner and then B all the fights in the stands while they were fighting <laughs> oh my god dude there was I've seen some good knockouts in the stands. <laughs> yeah, so I, dude. Like, that kid got slept. I retweeted it on my Twitter, so you can check me out. I yeah, think follow, uh, follow the corner of the casual Twitter. We, we reposted a bunch of the fights in the stands and the casual and Jason at Finch Freeman. And no, Ash I actually changed it. I'm now the casual Finch. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, there was uh, there was some good ass fights in the crowd. Yeah, dude, it was pretty dope. The girls put on a show, and also Jake Paul and Woodley was probably the second worst fight on the card next to Tommy Fury. So, Absolutely. So yeah. I think the fight to make is Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, right? Or is the rematch going to happen? It sounds like the rematch is going to happen. I guess it depends on if fucking Tiwa gets the tattoo or not. Okay, they so, agreed to it. So Jake Paul being the fucking slick-witted dude he is, dude, T-Wood's calling for the rematch after the fight. and Jake says, yeah, we'll, we'll run it back as long as you get the tattoo. I love Jake Paul. Yeah. And T-Wood says, bet, and shakes on it like a fucking dumbass. They, they were standing there, like, face-to-face, jawing each other for a minute. And I was just like, dude, t- like... This is your moment to do some gangster shit, T-Wood. Like, Listen, bro. The best way to done it, he should have went full on Nick Diaz, bro. Yeah. Just straight up start smoking, dudes. Then you'll get your rematch. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Not like, what? You, hold on. Just imagine. 
you're T. Wood, you want that rematch, and then you just went on national television and agreed to get a tattoo that says, I love Jake Paul. I mean, you look like a what bitch, if, bro. Hypothetical. Hi, what bro. if he goes and gets that tattoo, I love Jake Paul, and Jake Paul's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> I mean... It wouldn't surprise I mean, me. How fucking honest. great would that be? That'd be the biggest burn ever. The last thing we'd hear about Tyron Woodley after that is an attempted murder on fucking Jake Paul. Like, <laughs> he's got I love fucking Jake Paul on his leg. Oh my god, dude! How funny! Which uh, Jake brought a tattoo artist with I him, mean, so yeah. Gonna... But hold on, let's be clear. So the, there was a split decision. So that means one judge actually gave the fight to Tyron Woodley. And well, then the other ju- there was a judge who gave him two rounds. I personally scored it six to two. So I like the judge who gave it to Tyron, like, what the fuck were you watching? Yeah, his feet probably. Like, God damn, <laughs> man. Like, I don't understand what goes on with judging and MMA well, and boxing both. It's like I feel like if you are like a fucking I mean, if you don't have any combat experience or you're not a fan or you don't have... I mean, like, how do you get in there? Like, well, what happens? It's it's super political as far as I know and I'm educated, too, on the subject. But what if they were just uh, SJW and they are like, I'm going to give it to the black guy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just to make it interesting, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of that, dude, I noticed Dave Chappelle's drunk ass in the crowd, dude. Dude, he was lit, bro. He was super lit. They showed him on camera, and this moment we were like, ah, all right. <laughs> bending over and shit. But yeah. I feel like Dave Chappelle is super racist, bro. You know he was really yeah, he wanted He him. wanted to win, for sure. He's like, I live in Ohio, but beat that white boy's ass. <laughs> for sure, man. It was a good night, man. I mean, good show. I listen, like I'm not like a fucking Jake Paul nut rider, but I respect the game, man. Like the guy goes and he picks out these people who have an awesome fan base. He draws them into a fight where he kind of knows he has an advantage, and he does like little things to you know get the upper hand in like the mental game. He's and doing shit. all the WWE shit that sells the fight. I mean, he's it's, doing it's it perfectly. Perfect. I like it, you know, and he's bringing in a crowd that's not his normal base. He's bringing in people who don't know who he is or don't care. But if he can draw in a guy like, just for instance, Nate Robinson, his first, like, really ugly knockout, like, you're talking about a guy who has a fucking huge following. He's an NBA player. He's, you know, a a black dude who's going to go in and fight this fucking really, I don't want to say nerdy, but, like, you know, kind of arrogant white guy, you know, so automatically people are like, oh, Nate's going to beat the shit out of this white boy. And then when he wins, it's like, well, now we got something to build on. So he just kind of, you know, rolls that into, you know, it's a snowball. He yeah. just builds and builds and builds. And he's, now, he's following old uh, Floyd Mayweather's fucking listen, example it, it, and creating a monster that everybody wants to tune in to see lose. After watching this fight and what he said on the mic... Like if I'm in control of this team, if I'm the if I'm the guy leading the ship, I say, hey, let's get somebody who is easier than T Wood. Yeah, because that let's, was a lot tougher for him than he expected. Well, let's build up. We're fucking four and zero. I mean, like, why go in and fight all these killer fights? I mean, you're getting paid, sure, but your payday is going to be just as good as if you're beating up NBA players. Yeah. I mean, like, why not fucking knock out some more Nate Robinsons before we fight? You know, take a note from Sean O'Malley's well, playbook. You know. Fight the easy fight. You're getting paid the same. I mean, let's build on something. Because if you get fuck around and get a Jorge Masvidal in there, I mean, it's yeah. not going to be the same. Yeah, that was that. That's Jorge scary... Masvidal has never looked for a takedown to win the fight. So never. <laughs> I mean, you never. might. I mean, ju- from what I've seen, dude, he gets in there with a the Jorge. He's in fucking trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Because we learned a lot about Jake tonight. You know what I mean? Like, there's. That was one of the biggest intriguing things about coming into this fight. It's like, well, we've never seen him pass, you know, three rounds. We've never seen him actually do anything. We don't know what he's got. One thing I noticed is when Jake is fresh, he's got good movement. His feet's good. He, yeah. You know, he's got a lot to work on with his punching and shit, obviously. But the matchup was in his favor because T Woods looking for one big punch. And yeah, that's clear because I think he threw about five the whole fucking match. <laughs> like early when it seemed like he was trying to read Jake, you know, he it looked like he that's what all he wanted. He wanted one big shot, but like late it kind of looked like he was trying to put something together. But it's just obvious like T was just he's not been focused on boxing long enough to you know put it all together yet. Right, and he's thirty nine. 
Yeah. I mean, he just got a good payday. And if he gets the tattoo, Jake might give him a rematch. We'll see. But that's all interesting. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But. Yeah. Anyway, so the fights are fighting. Yep. It was kind of a disappointing, but it is what it is. You know. I think it's about time we wrap this up. We got about an hour recorded. You guys can follow us on all the socials at Corner and Casual. Follow Mike at Extra Media Mike. Me on Twitter at fucking the Casual Finch because I just changed it because I got bored one day. So uh, follow us, like, subscribe. As always, shout out to the sponsor, Painter Right Tulsa. Uh, always peek outside, kids.